Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash boss. One of the earliest being boss-isms is that being boss is being who you are 100% of the time. It's showing up as authentically yourself, even if you're tired of the word authentic because it's become such a buzzword. But what does that mean to be authentic? And what can it mean for your business? Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson. And in today's episode, I wanted to have a conversation about authenticity and influence and impact. In the Being Boss community this month, we're navigating the topic of influence and along with some prompts to identify the areas of your life and work where you have or want influence and some challenges to show up in the places where you want to wield your influence, I wanted to bring to you and my community members a chat with one of the most authentic bosses we've ever had on the show. I first had the pleasure of meeting and chatting with Vivian Kay at the Being Boss Conference in spring of 2020. She joined us to talk about marketing and e-commerce, and you can hear our live interview with her in episode number 237 called Authenticity in Marketing. Since recording the episode, Vivian's influence has grown, and I've watched her Instagram following and engagement grow by leaps and bounds. So what happens, though, when someone who preaches authenticity suddenly has tens of thousands of eyes on her? What has it meant for how she shows up on social media and the impact it's had on her business? That's what I wanted to talk to her about, the growth of her influence and how she's chosen to wield it as a personal brand, a product brand, and a woman wanting to make an impact in the world. Vivian Kay is the founder and CEO of Kinky Curly Yaki, a premium textured hair extension brand for black women that she bootstrapped to over $6 million in revenue. Her presence and genuine desire to continuously learn and grow while keeping it real quickly made her a personality who transcended the title of founder and CEO. Ultimately, she organically grew her personal platform by exchanging tips and tricks that she learned on her personal entrepreneurial journey. As a business empowerment coach, e-commerce expert, TV, radio, and podcast personality, Vivian sets out to empower, uplift, and educate her audience into action. Along with her philanthropic efforts through mentorship and her position with the Founders Fund, she has worked with many notable brands such as Shopify, TED Talks, Unilever, and LG, to name a few. Vivian, I am so glad to have you back on the show. Welcome back to Being Boss. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to have a fun chat about marketing or whatever else comes up? If we need to totally derail this and talk about cheese, I'm down for it. That's the day I'm having. Okay. You know, girl, I'm with it. That's It's that tight. It's that kind of 
life we're having. So <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm interested to see if this comes back around to cheese. <laughs> it might. Just... It might. It might. It just might. Knowing us, it just might. Oh, man. Well, I would like to start this out. It's been almost a year since you were on the show, which that in itself blows my mind. We were yeah. just joking about how, you know, was it a year ago or 15 years ago? <laughs> we don't know. But I would love to hear what you've been up to. And don't make it sound too fun. <laughs> <laughs> But what have you been up to this year? Girl, well, first of all, 2020 was a hot mess. So not much, yep. not much. Um, but, you know, I'm always one of those people who take, you know, I, I take shit and turn it into manure, right? So um, what I did was in 2020, I more or less focused on Vivian K, the brand. Yes. Um, and that's only because with my business, Kinky Curly Aki, the supply chain was a, was a problem. Problem. So um, I decided to focus on what I could control. And what I could control is helping people. And by helping people, it was being Vivian, right? So that was, uh, you know, showing up more on Instagram and stories, um, doing more podcasts and and events, or not events. Uh, but virtual, <laughs> virtual events. Yeah. Um, but it was just being more, leaning more into Vivian K and being more authentic to who I am. Right. So it was just showing up more. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I also saw that you really got into that plant life. Oh my goodness, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so finding ways to nurture yourself through all yeah. of this as well. That In the was, ways that yeah, you can. That's what I. That's what I was doing. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah, it could have made time for your plants. I love it. Yeah. I've, I've loved seeing you because oh, we're gonna make this about plants. Um, I definitely feel like you have done a good bit of blooming this year right? Like in your personal brand, like really showing up and um, and sharing things in the way that you can. I think so many people, so many people took 2020 as an opportunity and no shame, legit, if this was you by any means, we all have dealt with these things in our own way. Um, but so many people spent 2020 sort of like sheltering in and and dealing and surviving and all of these things. But it it really made uh, such a profound, almost juxtaposition to those who were able to really show up in, um, in really big ways in their brand to live their purpose a little more, um, a little more authentically. And I feel like you are definitely one of those people. Yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, I'd spent a lot of years sort of, um, you know, I've always been myself, but not too loudly, right? And what was what happened, what really pushed me over the edge was the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right? Um, where I was, what I felt was, you know, a lot of times I was always walking on eggshells um, or, you know, not quite being 100% Vivian. But then when all that came about, it was like shit hit the fan and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to be 100%. If you don't like what I have to say, then that's your problem, not mine. Um, you know, and especially because I tend to do a lot of things with humor. And, you know, people are like, you're, as an entrepreneur, oh, no, you got to be more polished. You got to be more. No, girl, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to be me. Again, if you like it, I love it. If you don't, you can go kick rocks with flip flops, right? So. 
<laughs> yes, yes, you can definitely go do that, right? And so you really have gone on to live this, um, this sort of bit that you preach that authenticity is how you grow your business, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more yeah. you became authentic, the more your brand has grown. You're like mm-hmm. walking poster child for what you preach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to take your own advice, right? Yeah. There's no point in talking, oh, I want to be authentic. Like if you have to go learn how to be authentic, then there's something wrong, I think. Like if you have to learn how to do it, it's just really, it's just being yourself. Yes. And warts and wrinkles and pimples and gray hairs and rolls and cellular, all that, all that, just be that. Yep. Yep. And it's funny you say, if you have to go learn it, there's a problem because what you really have to do is unlearn, right? Yes. That is that is the process of, of uh, coming into your authenticity. It's a process yes. of unlearning yes. all of the things. Ooh, ooh, I love this. Um, then you talked about how how you have maybe not transitioned, but how you've been able to bring more focus into Vivian K, the brand. Are there any other shifts that you've seen in your business in the in the year since we have chatted? Uh, well, you know, it just because it um, because of all those supply chain issues, it really gave me um, it gave me time to really look at my business. Like, am I enjoying what I'm doing, or have I just been sort of just going along with it? Right. And so it gave me a chance to really look at it and really um, to really study it, because to be honest, in the last couple of years, I haven't enjoyed it. And only because one it's e-commerce. And when I started the business, I didn't start the business to make money. I started it to solve my own problem. Right. But then what happened was competition started to come in and they started to make the, the product that I sell, which is textured hair extensions for black women into a commodity. So they were doing it faster and cheaper and and just going at it from all angles and, you know, just spending all kinds of money on ads. And it's like, but they didn't have the soul behind it. And so then I took this moment, this moment in time to just breathe, take I took a deep breath, looked at the business and said, I don't like what's happening. What can I do? What can I do to change it? And so then um, what I'd realized is that I hadn't dropped the new product in like three years or two years or something. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let me just let me see what I like and what I don't like. And then I just from there, I figured out, you know what, we're not going back to what we thought was normal anytime soon. All of us are on Zoom calls. We're spending more times in front of screens. Um, You know, we're wearing masks now. So the emphasis on how we look isn't as um, isn't as, uh, I guess, pressing. So now it's just more about being comfortable. So what can we, what do, what can I do to be comfortable? I'm going to create a wig that you can put on when your Zoom call is ringing, <laughs> right? Or when your FaceTime is ringing, right? Your FaceTime's ringing, you have enough time to put this wig on and you'll be presentable. So, you know, I just sort of, I took the time to really just to slow down and re- to, to reevaluate where I was going with this business and to, to fall back in love with it. I feel like you have the most amazing ability to solve the problem of this moment. Right? I feel like I feel like so many people go into business to solve some problem or a future problem or an old problem or whatever it may be. And for you, I feel like every part of your story that I have heard, it's not 
it's not necessarily that it's some grand scheme. It's like, what is the solution to the problem that I have right now? And it works great for you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know what? It's part of my whole jumping off cliffs with no parachutes, right? So now it's like, okay, we've all jumped off this cliff. How can we land softly, right? So then I just think of, okay, well, maybe if we put on a, I don't know, parachute pants. <laughs> Maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll work, right? And just, you know, I just figure it out. And that's the thing. With being an entrepreneur, it is so – you have to – one of the things I really focused on this year too is you can't focus on the goal. You have to focus on – sorry, you have to focus on the plan and not the goal. Damn it. No, I said that wrong. (laughs) You have to focus on – don't focus on the plan. Focus on the goal. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> right? I follow, there we I go. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. But yeah, because like, you know, as you can see, you know, you could you could have planned all you want, but it was not going to go the way it was supposed to go this year. You know, and I don't even know if it's going to do that even in the, in the near future. Right. So it's really focusing on the goal. So what's the goal? The goal for me is to provide as much confidence to black women as possible. But then what I ended up doing was widening that goal. How can I provide more confidence to women, period? Right. And that's through being me. And, you know, yes, I happen to be a black woman, but I'm still I'm a woman. We you and I have this, you know, we have the same, um, you know, we have the same feelings. We have the same, you know, you you get it. But, you know, it's like um, so I I chose to focus on a more broader audience and just bring joy where, you know, one of the things that I, I really preach during this whole period is that you either have to be a uh, like a solution like you have to be a resource or a uh, you have to either be a resource or uh, a relief I remember you saying that very early on in the pandemic and it has stuck with me this entire time and I even see I even like categorize people in those two along the way I think you are completely right in that yeah so I've sort of done both. And that's the thing. I can never I can never just choose a side. So I've just decided to be both. I can be both a resource and a relief, right? And and showing and being authentic and showing, you know, how my life is going and how I'm dealing with this so that other people don't feel so alone in this whole thing. Right? You can be in a house full of people and still be lonely, right? So um I just chose to show more of that. And, you know, my therapy was through plants. Like I was like, this is this is so messed up. What can I do to fix it? I know I'm going to buy 50 million plants and it's going to fix everything. It did not. <laughs> Didn't it though? Maybe it, like a little something? No, what it did, it made my house into a, fu- a, nu- a fungus gnat hotel. That's what it that's what it did. <laughs> But I still love the plants. But yeah, I was I went a little overboard there. I was trying to make up for something. But uh, but yeah, I started. I like my, my all time high was almost sixty plants. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I'm now down to uh, just under thirty. So I'm I'm good with that. And I want to ask the hard question of what happened to those other thirty, girl. They did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They didn't like me. They were just. I understand. Just, it's, it's over. They just said, you know what? We've had enough. Yep. Um, goodbye. I generally buy two plants and my partner's always like, why two? I'm like, because only half survive. <laughs> there you go. Fact. It's <laughs> the ugly truth. Um, <laughs> getting off course. Hold on. Let me like gather myself here. <laughs> gather yourself. Oh my goodness. 
So you sort of, I feel like you were kind of beginning to allude that maybe Kinky Curly Yak or your involvement was over, but you are still doing it and launched a new product, correct? Correct. So would you, would you perhaps say that maybe this sort of pause and reflection, did it reinvigorate your, your passion? Absolutely. 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 And what I needed to do was I needed to, I guess, maybe put my passion somewhere else, which was helping women, period, in general. Um, and, and then it helped me to refocus, to just go back and refocus on Kinky Curly Yaki. Because what I'd realized is that I'd sort of removed myself from the business because you know, I have people who work for me, um, but I was no longer showing up for the brand because I thought eh, it doesn't really need me. I mean, let it just run as a business, as a faceless or a headless business that, you know, um, but then I thought, then I saw that, ah, you know, it needs something. And I kept bringing in people to do it and they weren't quite getting it. And I was like, you know, the only person who can do is me. So buckle up, buttercup. Let's go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, right? Let's do this. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. I'm so glad to, I'm gl- so glad to, again, hear that you are one of those that has, I don't know claim some power in this process over like your ability to show up in your brand as Vivian K, but also this like remembrance of the the power you bring into Kinky Curly Yaki as well. You are pivotal parts of both this environment that you're a part of as someone who is um helping women cultivate their confidence, especially as business owners, but also in this place of helping black women find confidence through having fabulous yeah, hair. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so 2020 hasn't been too awful for you in, no! in that sense, right? Oh, no. Like, it's not, it hasn't been all that, like, all things considering – you know, it hasn't been, it has not been bad. I, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Then let's talk about some of this growth. This is really what I wanted to, really what I wanted to dig in with you today and hear some of your thoughts um, around this growth that you have seen because your platform, your, um, your influence has grown a good bit, I would say, over the past year. Agreed? Yes. yes. It's been kind of, Interesting. <laughs> it's been very interesting. Yeah. How how do you feel about that? Like what and what has it equated to in your business to grow such influence? Uh well it it really means that there are eyes watching me that I that you don't I don't know are watching. And that's that's kind of interesting. It's very interesting because like, wait, how do you know about me? Like how like just the just yesterday I had um, you know, a luxury brand reach out and I'm like, you're watching me? Okay. <laughs> you know? So um it's been it's been it's been interesting. But then I always like people are like, Where have you been? I'm like, girl, I've been here. I've been here. It just took a pandemic and uh, you know, Black Lives Mattering for you to find me. That's that's really what it is. Right. It's being it's it's finally having my voice amplified by, you know, the people, the key stakeholders in this whole, you know, this whole game we're playing. Right. So it's it's truly through that. And um, and me just being like, you know what? Well, if I'm going to be in the spotlight, I might as well take it and run before they take it away from me. <laughs> right. So I might as well. I'm like, OK, you just you this is what you asked for. Here it is. 
Uh, so, you know, it's been, but it's been, it's been amazing. And it's just, just to have the impact on, on women, especially, and especially women of color, knowing that, oh, wow, I don't have to be, you know, the, I don't have to fit this trope, you know, the, this angry black woman, or even the professional black woman, or you can just, you can just be you. Right. Like, and it, and I think that's, that's what's been so rewarding about this and, and being able to, you know, just spread a little Vivian all over the world. <laughs> right. And I, it's funny you say that because the thing that I'm thinking of that I've, I, I feel like another one of those things that's really stuck with me over the past year is did someone put you on their vision board? They did. I've been on two vision boards so far. And I'm like, me, me, <laughs> me. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's just, it's, it gets mind blowing. Like, it, what it really shows me is that you don't have to be Oprah to have influence, right? Like, I remember, that, I don't know if you saw, I bought a kettle, a kettle that lights up to seven different colors. If you do not know what I'm talking about, go to my Instagram and just scroll until you see a kettle sitting by itself. And the amount of people who ran out and bought that kettle, because I made the mundane seem interesting, right? And it's just like, wow, I wish more people used their influence just to make people feel okay about themselves or by or for the, the boring things they think they're doing. Because everything you're doing isn't going to be five-star phenomenal luxury, top-notch, whatever. It could just be the everyday things. And those everyday things are the things that actually matter. Yeah, right. And there is, again, sort of, there is a power that we willed as influencers to either do good or bad or make magical the mundane. And Mm -hmm. I think so, I think social media culture has brought that power to people who don't understand what it is that they have the capability of doing. And I think even, even deeper, especially Instagram influencer culture, this idea that everything has to be so fucking sparkly I'm and perfect like and amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> all these really great um filters and remove all the people from the historical sites <laughs> <laughs> and all of the things. But uh but I love that you are really focusing on uh, real life, you know, like of doing good and making impact with just the basic everyday things and even using those basic everything everyday things to elevate your clout as someone who needs to be listened to um and i don't know be held as an influencer yeah it's just it's it's i think the influencer game is starting to change right it's yeah. starting to what they thought were the people that they thought were influential, it turns out they're not as influential as they thought they were. Yep. It's the it's the people who make people feel like what they're doing every day is good. Yeah. Or not I don't want to say good enough, but good enough. Yeah. For sure. Right? I have a couple of friends who especially in the e-commerce space use influencers um, in marketing. And more and more so, it's becoming true that it's not the big influencers that are going to make any kind of impact for your brand. It's micro-influencers, right? It's the people who actually have real relationships with the people who follow them. 
who will have more engaged audience than the person who has 5.6 million followers, but like 80% of them are robots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And right? then the other percent are stands who they could be shitting, you know, their shit could really stink and they would still be like, oh my God, it smells like roses. Right. And the influencer has never spoken to literally a single one of them. So yeah. all of this to say that the influencer space really is beginning to shift where, um, where, realness is actually more on that pedestal than fake amazingness. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. Because we can see through it now. We have the time. Oh, we're really going to watch <laughs> you carefully. Oh, you really aren't as great as we thought you were. Right? You, you really photoshopped those people out of that historical place. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, it's uh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. We talk about FreshBooks a lot around here because they've been a sponsor partner of ours for years because they are the perfect tool for so many of you bosses who are listening to this right now. But we often get the question of, is FreshBooks right for my business? Because I know a lot of bosses don't like to build conventional businesses. And basically... FreshBooks has plans designed for so many types of small businesses. So whether you're a freelancer, a creative agency, or a podcaster like me, there's a right plan for you. Try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. No credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash beanboss and enter beanboss in the how did you hear about us section. Okay, I want to talk then. One of the things I really want to dig in with you is your relationship with your audience. Because as we were just sort of talking, like that kind of is the magical piece that was missing for a long time in the boom of big influencers, um, but is now being seen as really the valuable piece. So I would love to hear from you how it is that, how it is you felt along the way as as you've grown that platform um, and what your relationship is with your broad your broadience your broad <laughs> audience uh, sort of as a whole I, I like to think that we're pretty close like mm-hmm. a lot of them like it's actually I, I was like wow I think I've made it where you know I the other day someone tried to mom shame me and I was like <laughs> oh girl <laughs> no I am not the one <laughs> Right. Um, But I was like, wow, I must actually be do be somebody if someone actually wants to shame me. Right. Um, But, you know, my relationship with my audience is is integral. It's the reason why social media is supposed to exist. You're supposed to have a connection with the people who follow you. You want them to send you DMs. Like the amount of apologies that I would receive from people who were like, I'm sorry for spamming your DMs with my likes or my comments or, you know, sending you a life story. I'm like, this is what I'm here for. Like, I'm here to connect with you. I've told, like, it's not a one way street. Like, I'm not going to just show you this, you know, the shitty day that I have and then expect you to leave me alone. Right. Or the amazing day that I have and expect you to just praise me or whatever. It's there's I'm going to show you the highs and lows and I want to connect with you so that you can be like like a lot of them are like, you know, I I felt the same way or that happened to me, too. Or thank you for sharing that. And it's like, but this is what this is all about. It's all about human connection that we need now more than ever. So I love connecting with my with my audience. In fact, if I could. Like if I could give up everything else and just focus on the connecting, 
the DMs, the voice notes, the videos creating content, I would do that. I would give everything up in a heartbeat just to do that. Fascinating. So kinky curly yaki coaching, consulting, all the things just to if I can if I can spend time creating content that connects with my audience, I would do it. Mm. I don't want to get coachy, but I want to dive into that. (laughs) (laughs) I would do it. Yeah, I've always said I'm not like I'm not a CEO. Like I'm not built for that. Like if um, you know, if I could spend time again, just connecting with customers and creating content to to make you feel better about yourself or what you're doing or to make you better or whatever the case may be, if I could do that. That, that I think that's what that's what I'm built to do. Like I, it comes to me naturally, and I enjoy doing it. Like this, this honestly, I couldn't have gotten through this whole pandemic without them. So I thank don't... you, thank you, thank you, ladies, thank you, <laughs> you especially you girl, you know who you are. <laughs> I don't often hear from people that social media moves them closer to what they feel is sort of their core genius. So I'm, I very much so admire you for, for that, because I think, I think you're right. And seeing you on social media and seeing how it is that you engage and how openly that you share, I think you're one of, one of the ones one of the few ones who really is using your authenticity and the social media platform to be more of who you are. I like watching it. Thank you. I watch myself too. I'm like, girl, you are funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just watching truth. truth. How much time do you spend rewatching yourself? Oh, girl, it's some days I'm just like, (laughs) let me watch myself again. Because honestly, I, I do not plan. Yeah. Like there's some portions that I plan, like, let's just say, okay, well, I know for a fact it's virtual school then, you know, but then a lot of stuff that I do just sort of happens and then I just roll with it. Yeah. Right. And so then, and, and I roll with it because I'm getting, people are reacting. Oh, I love that. Oh, do more of that. Do it. Da, da, da. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Right. And so the more engaged you are, the more likely I'm, a, I'm going to produce it. Yeah. Right. So no, I, I love it. Like. I just, I just got onto TikTok and I've been avoiding it. I've been avoiding TikTok. Because <laughs> I'm like, not another platform, right? Um, but then, you know, someone, someone actually took my, what was, what would Chad do? Someone took it and uh, tried to spin it off as their own. Yeah. One of my followers sent it to me because they know, like, they're like, I feel, because when you watch this video, you see this girl, she's doing these mannerisms, she's phrasing it, and it's not, you can tell it's not natural to her. And so then I'm like, this girl went and stole my stuff, went and stole my whole thing. So now I have to show up on TikTok. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, it's about time. And I'm like, oh, God, I've been avoiding it, but. Well, yeah. it's funny that you bring this up because I was going to ask you how Chad's doing. <laughs> Well, Chad is, he's, uh, Chad's doing okay. He's doing okay. He's, uh, he's on the TikTok now. He's, uh, mm-hmm. and he's, uh, you know, he's doing his thing on TikTok and he's got merch now. Yes. Yeah. He's got merch. He's got mugs. He's got stickers. He's got sweatshirts. He's got everything. Anything you can put Chad on, we got that. Um, but yeah, no, he's been, it's been going really well. I got it trademarked. Yes. So it's been a whole, it's been, it's, it's, it's just a, I love it. Like, it's just, 
It's that thing that you keep in your bra or your back pocket or your purse to just whip out when you when those self-limiting beliefs just sort of want to eat at you. And it's just something to whip out and be like, nope, what would Chad do? And do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. For anyone who is not familiar, I think oh, we talked about this that. in our in a, my previous episode with Vivian, um, where I, I, you would probably explain this way better than I ever will. But tell us about Chad. Okay. So Chad isn't a person. So he's not a specific person. <laughs> he is not meant to bash men. It's not meant to diminish anyone's accomplishments. That's not what, uh, what, that's not what Chad is about. So what Chad is meant to do is to help you to immediately dismiss any self-limiting beliefs that pop into your head. So, you know, there's this example where, you know, with women, uh, you know, men apply for jobs when they're only 60% qualified. Whereas women tend to only apply when they're 100% qualified, right? We don't ask for the money we deserve. We don't take the risks that we need to take in order to move our businesses forward. But men do that. Chad does that. That's what he, that's, that's how he's been so successful because he has that audacity. And that's something that, um, you know, especially myself as a black woman, I have to pull out because society tells me I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't be doing a lot of things, but I'm seeing examples of people who have no business doing it, doing it. And they are mediocre at best. So, you know, it's my, it's my way of pulling out the audacity that's inside of me by channeling a mediocre white guy. Now, I'm not saying go out and be mediocre. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to have the same gumption, the same audacity, the same energy, the same mood, the same mindset as that mediocre guy you know from work, from school, from the office, from wherever. Take that audacity and use it for yourself. So whenever you're in a position where you're questioning your qualifications, you don't know, you're unsure, you're, oh, 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 ask yourself, what would Chad do? And do that. I love it. I just don't be an asshole about it. Don't be an asshole. Right. Don't be that Chad. Don't be that Chad. (laughs) Um, Chad has become a mainstay in the Being Boss community. We have Monday meetups every Monday. We have, you know, calls all month long. And quite often a chat will come up. So may I tell us about someone at their office or Mm -hmm. this guy who popped into their community or whatever it may be. And everyone's like, is he a Chad? (laughs) Yeah. Someone that was so here's an example of audience connection. Someone came into my DMs and said, you know, they started a a podcast or at a networking event, and you know, this they were talking about the person asked them, a guy asked them what they did, and they said, you know, they were did a podcast. They've been doing it for two and a half years or something like that. And the guy was like, well, are you on YouTube? And she was like, no, you know, the way we're set up and you know the audience we want to reach, we're not on YouTube. The guy was like, you got to be on YouTube. Well, why do I got to be on YouTube? Well, you got to because you da da da. Chad was just you got to be on YouTube. (laughs) And so then she's like, okay, well, how long have you been doing the podcast? Oh, well, I haven't started yet. Uh-hoo. So you who haven't done anything are pushing, you or who are unqualified are telling me the qualified one, what I should be doing all because you think you know better than I do. And I actually have done the work. So you're going to let your confidence override my qualifications. That's what you're saying, Chad. So that's really what it is. So you just have to let, you have the qualifications, girl. You have them. You just need to override. You need to couple your, your, your qualifications with your confidence. And that's what Chad's about. 
It's just the energy. It's the mindset. It's the mood. It's the attitude that you need to seize in order to do the big things in life. Okay. Two big things are coming up for me. I okay. think one of them is going to be very interesting to talk about. One of them is just a little story I need to tell you where I actually got one of your tote bags. I saw them come out and Thank I was like, you. I need a what would Chad do? <laughs> I, I think it was posted in the community. I think a couple of bosses might have went Chad shopping. Just so Thank you know. you bosses. Right? <laughs> um, and I carry – well, I used to carry it occasionally. Now I don't really go – well, I guess I never haven't gone anywhere really with it. However, I've had it out a couple of times. And two times I've had someone go, who's Chad? Both of them were obviously Chad's. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. I – Every time or every time this has happened, it's given me a very interesting opportunity to chat to tell a potential Chad about the illness about of themselves. Chad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think Ooh. is probably one of the reasons why you created these, but I'll tell you it's a fun like byproduct of having Ooh. all these people carrying around Chad tote bags. Yeah. Or let me tell you about yourself, buddy. Let me tell you about a Chad. And then they're like, that sounds awfully familiar. Right? (laughs) Why are my brothers like that? Whatever. (laughs) Because they would never claim it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Anywho, I think the way – I found an interesting way to bring this full circle. Because Chad there in the conversation about uh, the podcast and YouTube is trying to influence without authenticity. Bingo. Right? Like he hasn't yeah. done these things. He's just telling you what to do. Yeah. Whereas someone with real influence has done the work. Yeah. And it's through that proof of doing that they are able to actually influence people to do things. I see where you're going with this. You're good. <laughs> I do this for a living. <laughs> Right? But like that is such an important distinction and just like a deeperness to your anti-Chadness or maybe pro-Chadness depending on the day. Um, But Chad's not – Chad's not showing up authentically. He's not influencing from a place of of, um, sort of authority literally at all ever. Right? And so I think that's – I. what would Chad do? But how would Chad not do this? (laughs) too is even a path we should all probably claim i agree i agree guys one of the things i always make sure to tell people this isn't about being a jerk this isn't about being a karen this isn't about it's not about that it's just it's just the audacity it's the authenticity it's the sincerity it's the girl you know what you're doing you just need to tell people you do use your voice really that's really what it is yeah um so yeah Good. Mm. Look at you. Mm. I do. That was a very Chad thing right there. <laughs> it was, <laughs> wasn't it? Ugh. Ew. Okay. Um, no, in, in a good way. In a good way. Whenever I talk about Chad, it's, it's always in a good way. Always good. Like the more positive. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Well, I do love it. There is merch if anyone needs a what would Chad do tote or sweatshirt or a nice sticker for your laptop. In case you'd like to strike up some conversations with a chat or two. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely do that. It'll definitely do that. It really will. It's a good it's a good chat to have. 
Okay, I want to talk, I want to go back a little bit to this growth and your influence and sort of, sort of start wrapping this up a little bit and take it back to the business. I feel like we talked about how the reflection has caused some shift in how it is that you do business, both more focusing on your personal brand, but also sort of reinvigorating your passion for uh, for Kinky Curly Yaki. I'm wondering how the growth of your platform has maybe shifted how you show up in your businesses or change any tactics in your business? Are you relying more on social media or like, what is, what does that look like? Um, well, what I learned, I like, I learned a lot more about connecting with people through Vivian K and now I've taken it and applied it to Kinky Curly or I'm trying to apply it to Kinky Curly Yaki. Uh, and so it's been, it's been interesting because, you know, sometimes, you know, you get caught up, especially when you start doing a million plus, you start to get caught up in separation from the business. But then you forget you're the reason you're the reason why the business flourished in the in the first place. So I needed to get back to that. But what I because what kept happening was I get caught, I got caught up in the whole pull myself out and let other people do it or let other people, um, you know, be the face. But I realized that the business is me. I am the business. Kinky Curly Aki and I are, are the same. We're one in the same. So I needed to get back to that. So, um, but it's been, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. It turns out I don't want to be a $10 billion company. That's what I, that's what I really learned. I don't want to be that. I have had, it's so funny you say that. I have had several million dollar plus bosses in the past three to six months. Tell me the exact same thing. I think you get to a point in your growth where you want to see how far you can go, right? Like you've just proven to yourself that the sky is the limit. So let's see how far up the sky goes, right? And yeah. then, but for so many, this time has has really not like brought in a ceiling by any means, but just more redefined the goal. Yeah, I think because it turns out you want to go because it turns out the ceiling, like the higher you go, the thinner the air gets, <laughs> right? The more money, the more problems, the more, you know, more people you got to bring in, the more cooks in the kitchen. I'll, I'll, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like it. So let's come back. Let's, let's come back down to earth. Let's get closer to home. Let's get back to the why, why I started and the reason why and to the people. So, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, then I guess this sort of leads us into the last couple of questions. Any thoughts from you about or how do you feel about this expansion? Like excited? Um, like you need more plants, less plants? No, you know what? I'm excited. Like I, I, I feel like I finally found my footing. Yes. And I'm, you know, you know, I'm pretty because at first I was like, oh, e-commerce coach. Eh, I don't really like e-commerce that much. I know how to do it, but I don't love it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to become like a life coach because I don't think I'm a life coach. Like shit happens and I've got through it. I don't think that qualifies me as a coach. Right. And then I, and then just going through this whole, you know, showing up and being authentic and, and being that. And then I thought, you know what? I'm like Oprah meets Gary V. And as soon, and, it's, and that's yeah. the thing. And as soon as I say it, people are like, that, that's, that, that makes sense. I see it. Totally right? see it. I love it. And so there's no blueprint. No. Right? And so then I – so that's all the more reason to do it because there's no one that sets that has set an example. All I know is Oprah was her and she's doing really well. Gary is himself and they're doing really well. So if I 
somehow bring both of their madness together and I'll make it happen. And that's Vivian. Right. So I've been I'm I'm stoked. I cannot wait. Like I I want to be able to just get everyone to viv a little. <laughs> I love that. Just a little bit. Just viv a little. I love that. Well, <laughs> in that case, what's coming next for you? What are what are Vivian's next steps? Uh, well, you know, I still need to feed my kid. Yep. So every day so, I hear every day they eat. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm focused, um, you know, so I'm I'm focusing a little bit more on kinky curly yaki now. Um, I thought I wanted to do the whole digital courses, blah, blah, blah. but um, it turns out I, I want to really just build a community, like just a community of women. And they don't not necessarily entrepreneurs, just women who just are bold and unconventional and just want to, again, viv a little. Um, and, and want a group of like-minded people surrounding them and to guide them and to just be their friends online. Cause I mean, let's face it, this is, this is what we need right now, the connection, right? And if I am the conduit to a bunch of people connecting, then I want to be that person. So, um, that's what I'm working on next. So I'm looking to launch, I'm, I'm calling it the grown woman network. Um, just Love because <laughs> just, I just felt limited by, like, you know, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to be a mom. I didn't want to, cause I'm all the, like, I'm a multi-passionate, like I'm a multi-dimensional woman. Right. And I felt like the grown woman networks just sort of encompasses all that. So, so look out for that. The grown woman network. <laughs> mm, I will keep an eye out for that. I think that's fantastic. And what, what a sort of manifestation of even what you've discovered of your path this year from what I've heard. It feels like it's all very much so coming full circle for you. It is. It absolutely is. (laughs) Love it. Well, Vivian, how can people find more about you? I am an absolute pleasure to follow on the Instagram. Agreed. If you you haven't uh, (laughs) been there already, my Instagram stories are legendary. Um, I've just discovered the TikToks. Yep. I've just (laughs) discovered the TikToks. So, (laughs) so yeah. So follow me. Most of my shenanigans will be on, um, on Instagram, but, uh, you can also follow me on TikTok and it's, it's Vivian K with an E at the end. So V-I-V-I-A-N-K-A-Y-E. That's me. Perfect. You're also on the YouTubes, right? I'm on. Oh my goodness. How could I have forgot about the YouTubes? I am on the YouTubes. So I've moved my, uh, my weekly uh, show called Mind Your Business with Vivian K. I've moved that over to YouTube. So you can find me on YouTube. Basically, just type in my name and find me, girl. Whatever, however you, you want to follow me, follow me. You YouTube, the, I, the Instagram, the Twitters. I'm on the Twitters too. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder half your plants died. <laughs> basically, basically, base. It's all the platforms. Oh, but uh, you know, I just chose to. I just chose the platforms that I felt like I could reach the most. Like I could be myself on, and so those are the ones that uh, that I'm on. So Instagram, uh, Facebook. God, no, no. not ooh, Facebook. Ooh. Ooh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Although it is owned by Instagram, but still, it's just Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the YouTube's. Love it. Perfect. And my final question for you, Vivian, always the best one. What makes you feel most boss? Oh, what makes me feel most boss? I'm going to I'm going to say it's the audacity. I think every boss needs a little just a just a, a, a cupful. OK, and who am I kidding? A keg. 
a keg full of audacity. Yeah. And that's what makes me, you know, that's what makes me feel like a boss. Yeah. And I dare say probably very willing to do a keg stand. Oh, I girl, I <laughs> I won't tell you about the trick that I put the <laughs> bottle of beer between my, between my boobs and I can drink it from my boobs. Yeah. It's a thing. Nice. Ask me about it. <laughs> I mean, I think I need to request an Instagram story. <laughs> I will do it if I'm on a beach. Oh, okay. As soon as I get to a beach, it's over. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So I guarantee that's going to happen. If there's a beach, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, Vivian, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. It was an absolute pleasure to catch up with you and hear how 2020 has shaped up for you. Well, thank you for having me. My favorite takeaway from this episode, and I feel the need to repeat it for anyone in the back, is you can just be you. In your business, on social media, with your family and friends, will it cause things to shift? Absolutely. But even in the midst of major upheaval, the outcome will be you feeling more aligned and alive in the work and life that you build. And if further discussion of influence or any number of very boss topics is something you'd like to dive deeper into, I very much so encourage you to check out the Being Boss community. It's a monthly membership for creative business owners that includes meetups, challenges, content, and more. Learn more and join in at beingboss.club community. And until next time, do the work, be boss.